Welcome to the Financial Flight Plan with Tim Estes and Bree Reyes. When it comes to your financial future, we believe the sky is the limit. We'll give you the proper tools to keep your engine <clears throat> portfolio running smoothly. Let us pilot the answers to some of your toughest financial issues. The Financial Flight Plan starts now. Welcome in to the Financial Flight Plan Podcast. I'm Ben George, along with Bree Reyes. She is an investor coach and certified financial planner at Estes Financial Services. Today, we're focusing again on federal employees. We do that a lot. That's uh, someone that, those are employees that Bree works with quite a bit in the planning process. And today, we're going to talk about three retirement mistakes that people often make, because this is a pretty big year, I think, in terms of uh, retirement for federal employees, right, Bree? I mean, they're expecting 2021 to maybe be kind of a tough year. It really is. And there's a banner roadblock right now of people who have put in the paperwork backlog. I mean, not necessarily roadblock, but eh, I guess it does kind of serve as yeah. a roadblock. Um, but a banner backlog of people who have put in their paperwork for retirement and are just waiting to uh, get all that processed. Okay. So we're going to help some people out today and, and just make sure you're aware of these retirement mistakes that people often make that we don't want you to make. So remember, again, you can find everything online. SSFinancial.net is the website on Facebook as well, Twitter, LinkedIn, a lot of ways to get in touch with Bree and the team over there. It, but Bree, I think it's important for us to start the show uh, as we're recording this, you know, a lot of news around Fort Worth about the ice and the accident and just really awful story all around. It really is. I mean, the accident took place about four miles from our office, mm. um, about 10 miles, I guess, from my house. And so our thoughts and prayers are with everybody involved in the accident, those who lost their lives and those who've lost their loved ones because of it. It's I-35 North is the is a main artery for the entire country. It travels all the way from Mexico to Canada. So, And it's one we here in Fort Worth use pretty regularly. I mean, Andrea drive, drove it every day when she was living up north to get to our office. And so it could have very easily been a day where, you know, it's, I, I can't, if I dwell too much, I cry, but I just, yeah. our thoughts and prayers are with everyone out there. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad that uh, she wasn't on the road that day and, and you weren't as well, but um, you know, we just wish the best for everyone involved. And, and again, just wanted to let you know that we're thinking about everyone. Thoughts and prayers are with everyone going through this and, and, uh, and yeah. very much thanks to the Fort Worth Fire Department for everything they did yeah, in the police, but the mm -hmm. fire department going around and talking to all everyone in the cars and jaws of life being used. I mean, they, they had a really, really rough day yesterday. So yeah, lots of, lots of compassion sent their direction today. Yeah. We're thinking about you and, and we felt like it was necessary to start the show. It's uh, obviously not even, not just a big story around your office in Fort Worth. It's, you know, a big national story as well. And uh, something we wanted to address before we get started today. So. Let's uh, let's jump into that conversation and uh, get into these federal employee retirement mistakes we talked about. And she mentioned it's a busy year this year. So I want to kind of present you with three different things just to be aware of. Bree's going to help you kind of understand why these mistakes are being made, how you can avoid them. And the biggest thing, and, and really this, this is the federal employee thing we're talking about, but I think this first one kind of applies for anyone. Don't, this does apply to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> don't rely on other people to plan your retirement. You got to take it. You got to take control of your own future. And know when to ask for help, which yeah. I am the worst at, admittedly. <laughs> yeah, I'm not very good at asking for help. But this is one, it's a trap that I've seen a, a lot of retirees fall into. Um, not necessarily all, only federal, but a lot of times it is federal employees. They expect the Office of Personnel Management or OPM to give advice, and they don't. 
That's that's not their job. All they do is administer the retirement and insurance after your retirement is effective. So they don't even want to talk to you while you're an employee. You are not their responsibility at that point in time. You are HR's responsibility. So you can't go to them for advice. That is not their job. And HR offices, and this applies to the federal world, but it also applies to the civilian world as well. HR offices don't and shouldn't, should not provide advice. Their job is to provide you with education and information about your retirement benefits so that you can make an informed decision and informed elections on your paperwork. Some HR offices, and this this applies to the civilian world as well, are staffed with experienced, knowledgeable, and helpful personnel, and some just aren't. And unfortunately, it's like that box of chocolates. You (laughs) never know what you're going to get. Same thing applies to HR personnel. And like I said, they shouldn't provide advice. They don't want to be liable for choices that don't work for you, maybe. Yeah. And then your, the federal government's version of the 401k called the Thrift Savings Plan. Um, They've got a great TSP website and they've got a great phone number, Thrift Line. But that that is a big, big problem. Like all of that is a big, big problem. You can't call them and ask All they do is provide advice and education as well. They can't provide financial planning or tax advice. It's not their responsibility, and they are not allowed to do it. They're also incredibly overwhelmed right now with a bunch of people calling in or trying to get a hold of them. The Social Security Administration, same thing. They can provide assistance with claiming benefits and talk to you about your benefits, but they can't provide financial planning advice. They are told not to. It's a specific directive not to. So you may want to get help from other people. Now, when I say other professionals, I mean professionals that understand your benefits. When it comes to federal benefits, your benefits are incredibly complex. And so you may want to hire a tax advisor, a state planning attorney, or a financial advisor who is certified in working with federal employees, people that understand federal benefits and are federal benefits subject matter experts because of the fact they're so complex. And there's nothing wrong with with hiring those people to help you plan your retirement and asking them questions and and seeking them out. I highly recommend it because this is a big decision and you want to make sure you are maximizing the benefits available to you in retirement. And just to be clear for anybody that maybe hasn't listened before, just found this episode, you and your father, Tim, both deal with federal employees all the time, right? So this is an area that you specialize in. It is. We are. We are both um, chartered federal employee benefits consultants. So we are subject matter experts on Fed benefits. And this is an area that I love and spend a lot of my day in. And every year we get tested on your benefits, which is great. great. Oh, really? Wow. Yes. (laughs) Yes. We study and have to get tested on the benefits every year. And so it's a lot of fun. But I, I highly recommend finding someone like us to work with you and to kind of talk you through the pros and the cons of your benefits and what the consequences or rewards of your choices will be for the rest of your life. Yeah, it's a different animal altogether. So work with somebody that knows like Brie. Um, you know, this next one on our list, mistakes that are get made. And, you know, a lot of this happens a lot of people, I'm sure, you know, if you don't think far enough ahead and we talk about it's never too early to be planning your retirement and getting prepared for retirement, that maybe you just turn in your paperwork and expect, hey, I'm going to be retired very quickly. Everything's going to get processed. But just like everything, 
the wheels move a little bit slowly. So you have to plan for that, right? And not expect things to just kind of get pushed through. Exactly. I mean, the, and with the federal government, the wheels have always moved a little bit slower. But now that now that we're under COVID and some of us are working from home, yeah, it seems like the claims, the number of claims that have been processed are roughly the same, pretty on average. But the amount that of people that have sent in their claims are triple, double, what at least double what is normally applied for for at this time of year. And so right now in 2020, January 2021, so last month's information, the monthly average processing time to process a a retirement claim right now is up to 85 days. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. So it's not as quick as let me just turn in my paperwork and I'm done, especially with the amount of information that you need to put in, the amount of Well, the paperwork can be a little tricky and a little confusing. And so you've got to allow enough time for your HR and payroll office to do their part in retirement processing. So they've got a part in it. The transition from employee to annuitant or pensioner, because you get your federal pension, involves a, and and I, this kills me, it's a paper-based processing system. (laughs) There's still those out there, huh? It's still out there. Literally, you have a paper file somewhere. And so it can take months to get that correct because we got to manually do the math on that paper file there. And then if your application is botched at all because you used whiteout, you crossed out, you didn't answer all the questions, guess what? That doesn't speed things up. That just does the opposite. And so then you have to learn the best order to turn on your government benefits. So for example, FERS. Federal Employee Retirement System, which is what most employees of the federal government are now. Um, It's a three-tiered system. They have their government pension, they have Social Security, and then they have their thrift savings plan. You don't have to turn on all three of those benefits at the same time. That's a, a really common misconception that I hear a lot of, either turning them on as early as they as you can or turning them on at the same time and just letting them run. Because while the government pension and social security won't run out, your thrift savings plan will. It's a finite amount of money. And with the government pension and social security not keeping up with inflation, the extra where you get that extra money to fight the inflation battle is from your thrift savings plan. So if you've turned it on early, you may end up really regretting that decision. So misjudging the timing of your retirement claims is a huge, huge problem for federal employees. And you said you have a limited amount, right? It's a finite amount of money. Um, So that kind of carries us over to the last uh, mistake that people make, and that's not getting the most money out of what they have, right? They don't keep as much as they probably could by disregarding some of the tax consequences that are out there, but also just not having a a tax strategy and and how you're going to kind of minimize those things. No, definitely. That is a serious, serious problem because your TSP, if you've contributed to the original TSP, it is not necessarily all yours. It's also a terrible wealth transfer vehicle. So if you planned on leaving it for as a legacy to your children, there's not, not a lot you can do there as far as a, wealth, a good wealth transfer vehicle. I mean, your TSP, traditional TSP, traditional... IRAs, money that hasn't been taxed yet has a, an invisible loan against it, like an invisible mortgage on it. And that's the way I like to think about 
explain it to people because most people under, you know, we, we all kind of know what a mortgage is. We pay ours every month, mm-hmm. hopefully. But that TSP money has never been taxed. And so the big question that I work with a lot of people on is, are they paying too much tax in retirement? Tax planning for and during retirement. So tax planning as we're looking at retirement and during retirement is the second most underlooked area in developing a financial plan for federal employees. Most federal employees assume their taxes are going to be lower in retirement. And they put a majority of their retirement savings in tax-deferred accounts, meaning taxed later, like a TSP, like the thrift savings, or like an IRA. This is the same in the civilian world. We're all guilty of this one. We all love the tax break now, tax-deferred, I'll be in a lower tax bracket environment when I retire. But that's not necessarily what we see, especially with federal employees, because they do have that pension coming in. And we're in some of the lowest tax, we're in some of the lowest tax environment we've been in a long, long time. And I fully expect tax rates to go back up. So you need to know how much your retirement income is subject to federal tax and potentially, not necessarily in Texas, but in other states, state tax. So the IRS has got a great calculator to help you estimate your federal income tax, but that's something that a lot of people do not take into consideration, do not take into account. And the other thing I see when it comes to taxes also is your property taxes. That's one that I see that people don't actually think about either. They know their mortgage is going to end, but your property taxes usually don't. Now, they may be frozen, but they don't necessarily end. So that's something to take into account, too. Taxes are always a big deal. And if you're kind of wondering, okay, so how do I put tax strategies into place? Well, obviously, the first thing you can do is get in touch with Bree. That's this financial.net. That's a very simple way to do it. But the other easy way to do it is through the Ticking Tax Time Bomb Toolkit that we offer here on the podcast, which is actually created in, uh, it caters to two different people. So the regular average retiree, but also you have one that's custom made for federal employees as well, right? Yes, we do. Because of the fact that you guys have more complex benefits than the regular old average civilian, um, we decided you needed your own Ticking Tax Time Bomb Toolkit. And so we talk about tax risk diversification and we talk about the government plan, which is at 72, you've got to take your money out of those tax deferred accounts and what that does to your taxes over the course of your retirement. We've got a great book. We've got financial flight plan, seven lessons to save your retirement. And we have that especially customized for federal employees as well. There's some information, some Uh, Two special reports. These five risks could destroy your retirement. We even have a tax special report that gets updated as new tax laws come out and things you should be aware of. And an investor awareness guide. So the kit itself is valued at $97, the entire kit. But we send it out complimentary or free, dad's favorite four-letter word, (laughs) to um, people who request it that are listeners of the podcast. Very simple, and it's a great resource, so we highly recommend taking advantage of that. And again, you can just log on to the website, estisfinancial.net. Scroll to the bottom of the page, you'll see the form. Just drop your name, email in there, and uh, request the toolkit. Tell you heard it on the, the podcast, and she'll get it right out to you. It's getting to know you time. Time now for a little getting to know Brie Reyes. We do it every show. It's a, an opportunity to learn about Brie away from the office, away from work, away from working on taxes with federal employees. And today, the question for you, and maybe this it ties right back into taxes and tax planning, but what's the hardest you've ever worked for something? Oh, okay. The hardest I've ever worked for something, um, 
possibly Nate. <laughs> labor is pretty hard. Like, you know, just so you know, in case, in case you don't know, Ben, labor, not an easy thing. Yeah, that's a mic drop. You could just end the podcast right there, Brie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could, especially unmedicated. Um, now Oof. that that was probably Nate. Nate would be the first thing that comes to mind. The second thing that comes to mind is probably my CFP designation, my CFP certification. That was a lot of time spent after work, after hours, studying, taking tests. I lived at my office six days a week, and I was here every night until about seven. But this was before I was married and had a kid, so it was much much easier. I think it was, well, Keen and I were together, but we weren't married yet. So it was a little easier for me to get, get the time away. But that was not, um, the pressure was on, especially because there was a little friendly competition and rivalry with that on that one. <laughs> I've, I've heard, uh, you know, I've talked to multiple people that have are either trying to get their CFP or have gotten it. And I think everybody echoes the same thing. Like it's, it's so much work. And I, I think you just, from an outsider and having no idea, I'm not really sure what I expected. I guess maybe I just thought it was a test you maybe study for and just kind of knock it out really quickly and you're done with it. But from all accounts I've heard, it's it's, it it's a process. A it's tedious. It takes about a year. It's a real tedious process, um, just studying. And then it's a multiple. It used to be. I, this is the old days. Um, literally, we did it with pencil um, <laughs> and calculators. Now they do it on computers. So I, I have no idea what it's like now. But in fact, the power went out in the middle of mine. I don't think I've See, ever told that's why you need story. paper and pencil. You don't have to worry the about power it. power went out in the middle of mine. True. <laughs> but we're in a ballroom with about 100 people taking the test. And we're not supposed to take the test. Like, it was timed, of course. And you had to moderate it to go to the bathroom and this whole thing. And so they couldn't see us while the power was out. We couldn't see our workbooks to answer the questions. <laughs> wow. You want to see a bunch of adults have a panic attack? Take 30, 20 minutes away from a time test that they're all, they've all spent a year studying for. Yeah, it was, it was exhausting. I remember almost falling asleep driving home from that test. And it was only in Dallas. You only had to take it once though, right? Only had to take it once. That's and great. I will keep up my continuing education until I die for that one. <laughs> and never do it again. <laughs> uh, that's great. Well, if all else fails, you just, you just uh, go B, right? Answer B. Is that, is that what the strategy is? <laughs> I, I thought it was choice? C. C? I don't know. Uh-oh. <laughs> See, now we're in trouble. We're not even taking a test. Either way, you made it through, and uh, it was one of the hardest experiences ever. All right, let's yes. go uh, mailbag time before we close out the show. We always try to get a, a question in from listeners. If you have something on your mind, always you feel free to uh, reach out to us, send it in via estesfinancial.net. That's the easiest way to get in touch with us. And Robert in Arlington has a good question for us. I'm going to try to go through this because there's a lot of detail here. So which is better to max out your Roth 401k or your Roth IRA? I'm in my mid thirties and already getting the 401k match from my employer and then adding an additional 5% on that in the Roth 401k. Should I put the remainder of my retirement savings into a Roth IRA or more towards that Roth 401k? I probably can't max out both. So should I do one more than the other or a little bit in each? Does it make a difference? Ooh, there's a lot to this question. Yeah. I love the fact that you are contributing to the Roth 401k. So um, the Roth 401k and for you federal employees, you have something called the Roth TSP. So the benefits of the Roth 401k or Roth TSP is that you can contribute a heck of a lot more than you do into a Roth IRA, which is why I like doing it through the retirement plan versus the Roth. IRA. So you can you can contribute up to the max, the 18.5 for this year, and even catch up 
to the Roth TSP or Roth 401k. So I love that idea. It also doesn't have the income limits that you may be starting to bump up to with the the traditional Roth IRA. You can only make so much and contribute to a Roth IRA. So the Roth 401k, or pardon me, it's 19.5 for 2021. Anyway, you can get a nice amount of money in there into the Roth 401k Roth TSP, much more than you can in a Roth IRA. So I love looking first at the Roth 401k Roth TSP first. Like I said, you also don't have to worry about the income limits. You can't max out both. The only downside to the Roth TSP or Roth 401k versus the Roth IRA is your investment choices. But as long as you've got a diversified portfolio in there over the long run, the more money you can get that is taxed once and taxed never again, the better off you are, which leads me to love the Roth 401k and the Roth TSP over the regular Roth IRA. Okay. Lot lot there, number one. So that's obviously why you reach out to Smiley Bree, get the help that <laughs> way. But I guess it's also really good that Robert's asking those questions in his mid-30s too, right? Oh, gosh, yes. I wish, I mean, all of us wish. That's my number one thing I hear from retirees that I'm working with is, I wish I had done more Roth, 401k, Roth, TSP, whatever it is, mm-hmm. when I was younger. I wish this had been around when I was younger. Well, it wasn't, unfortunately. It's fairly new still. So uh, as much as you can max away, and this is a lot of people, it's a hard concept for a lot of people of taxed now, taxed once versus getting the tax deduction now. I remember Joaquin was at a job, my husband was at a job where uh, the HR person or the 401k person that comes around kept telling him he was silly because he's passing up the tax deduction now (laughs) by doing the Roth. And he was like, you know, here, call my wife. Try to, why don't you talk to her about this? He didn't (laughs) tell him what I did. I schooled that person. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, it was fun. They walked away and they're like, you know, I never thought about it that way. Yeah. Well, stop telling people to do the other thing until you do all your research, please. Yeah. It's just kind of the way it's always been done. So nobody, you know, nobody questions the status quo. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, you have Robert. We appreciate the question again for more, you know, reach out to briessesfinancial.net or whoever you work with a professional and kind of get, get into those details a little bit more, but uh, definitely good to be paying attention to the Roth and putting as much as you can in there. It'll pay off down the road. All right. Closing it out on that note, Bree, and it's been a good episode. If any federal employees are getting close to retirement, please keep in mind all the things we talked about today, but more importantly, get in touch with Bree, ssfinancial.net or 817-444-8402. They are specialists when it comes to working with federal employees. They know this stuff, have to pay attention to it every single year, get tested on it so they can help you out and make sure you don't make these same mistakes. And those of you who are listening, be safe and go out and lead an abundant life.